Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are going to be talking about Beyonce's Disney Plus original. Oh my gosh. What? I almost started saying Black Parade. Well, I mean, she could have called it that, you know? She could have. And it would have it would have still made sense, but it's called Black as King. And um I am excited to talk about it per usual. Yeah, it'd be fun if one week we had an episode where you were like I'm not excited to talk about this. <laughs> I am dreading talking about this. <laughs> I can't even think of a show that we've watched that. Because even if I don't like the show, that I'm excited to talk about it. Exactly. And it's like, especially now that I we don't talk it in person that much, it's even more... We don't talk about shows outside of this, really. So Totally. We save it all for the dance floor. The dance floor being this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at the door. <laughs> Um, I don't really have that much news other than, um, of course, right after we recorded our podcast episode last week, they announced that the Emmys will be going virtual this year. Mm-hmm. And did you see what they said the attendees should prepare for? Did you see no. this? No, I did not. They, I think they like sent out a letter or something and then they literally said, quote, our informal theme for the night is come as you are, but make an effort. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> that sounds like something that your work tells you about having Zoom calls. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> true. They also, they said, if you want to be informal wear, we'd love that. But equally, if you're in the UK and it's 3 a.m., perhaps you want to be in designer pajamas and record from your bed. Oh but, like, what if you want to be in pajamas that aren't designer? What about that? So It's like, in trying to make it freedom, they've made it restrictive and really awkward. Yeah. And then they also said, we're going to make you look fabulous. To style your moments, but want you to guide us in, on your levels of comfort. <laughs> what? They I just need to stop talking. That is so stupid. It's so bad. I'm embarrassed for them. I know. But, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's I like it. I'm glad I'm glad it happened, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. I, I like when, um, like, people that aren't supposed to be embarrassing are, you know? Yeah. Like they're too. just like us, mm-hmm. the Emmy, the Emmy people. <laughs> wow, that is so funny. But that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? The only, the only thing, and you can probably help me through this a little more, um, because I'm not up to date. But the Bachelorette news that is kind of coming out oh. right now, like it's very fresh, and I keep um, hearing different things, like basically. The current Bachelorette, like I was talking, so I was talking with my roommate today who is very plugged in with all the news about this. And basically, so Claire was the current Bachelorette or like that they're currently filming quarantine style, correct? Correct. And apparently she has refused to film any more episodes because she already likes one of the guys. Mm -hmm. 
And so she, what I heard was that she like locked herself in her room and <laughs> used to tape any more, any dates that were not with this guy, which is like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not hear that part. And I hope that part is true. I hope so too. It might just be, I mean, I know that a lot of this is coming from like reality, Steve, etc., And so maybe it's a little exaggerated, but hilarious. And I want to see a movie made of this too. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically now they are because so then so they and what i and what is now known is that they're replacing claire with a new new bachelorette named taisha mm-hmm. but the lot the latest article i read was that they like this season may show both bachelorettes yes that's what i've read as well and they better because i know right it's like they have are you to show the claire stuff it's so weird and like, wow, wow, wow. Um, something that we were discussing too is that, because uh, my roommate was like, well, if other bachelors and bachelorettes, because I was kind of like, don't they all early on know who their favorites are, but they kind of just have to play it up mm-hmm. for the show. And she was like, yeah, I'm really curious how Claire can get out of her contract for this. And I, my theory, maybe it's something to do with like, this is totally not, the type of season she signed up for in the first place with like so wonder if there's some loophole where it's like Mm -hmm. it's nothing is really by the book anymore for this quarantine edition you know Mm -hmm. but it's so funny to me and from my understanding is that she had already been talking to him before they started recording Mm. because like it was all put on pause and so she already knew all of the guys so she could talk to them and Oh I think gosh. she had, like, fallen in love with him before they even really started filming the new season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, this is amazing. They should, they shouldn't even really be, they should be mad at her, mm-hmm. especially if she's, like, But they should be thanking fit, her because this truly. is exactly what The Bachelor thrives on. Exactly. And this, and I think one of the weaknesses of The Bachelor is that they have had to, like, repeat a lot of the characters and drama that they've used before, but this mm-hmm. is completely new completely crazy never mm-hmm. ever been anything like that so no. very amazing yes it's a wild wild ride and i mean i'll probably watch it i'll probably watch it too i want to see like the shift and like the pr- how are they going to promote this <laughs> <laughs> i have literally no idea and i'm wondering too like so they had because it's not like Tasha was with them at all because this wasn't part of the plan. So they would have just had to like kind of like fly her in late in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Like I think she just arrived there this weekend or something. Wow. That is just, it's so funny. I mean, this is the kind of thing that would happen on like a movie about The Bachelor or like Unreal or something. Mm-hmm. So, wow. It'll so, yeah. be a fun time. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think especially it's really what The Bachelor needs because I know most people did not like the last season mm-hmm. uh, with what's his name? Peter. Yes, I've only Which, heard bad things. If you aren't watching Peter's TikToks, I mean, probably don't, but also probably do it because they're so bad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I just had to make note of that because it's been one of my quarantine favorites whenever i need to be pulled out of a sad time 
I'll watch one of those and I'm immediately laughing because they're so bad. <laughs> Pure joy from someone's embarrassment is, especially if they're not really aware that they should be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing really beats that. I know. It's sad, but it's true. <laughs> well, is that all the news? That's all the news I had today. Okay, great. Like mentioned, we'll be talking about Beyonce's Black is King. And we figured because when we talked about Taylor Swift's Miss Americana, we ranked our top three favorite Taylor songs. So now we're going to rank our top three favorite Beyonce songs. What is your number three, Jordan? My number three is a classic. It's Countdown. I had a feeling that would be on your list. Yeah, I love it. Such a great um, one. It's so fun. It's so good. The music video is amazing, as are the... One of my favorite YouTube videos is the kid who recreates the whole countdown video wearing a Snuggie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched it, I weep for your college experience and mm-hmm. also highly recommend watching it. But yeah, this song is so fun and good. And it's like very different than... Most other, like, party bangers, you know? Mm-hmm. Very unique, very fun, and happy, and I love it. When it's like, did you even go on a road trip if you didn't listen to that song? Exactly. No. It's a must. It really, really is. It's iconic. Okay, my number three is um, Best Thing I Never Had. Mm. Extremely empowering. I, and, like, do a lot of people listen to that? I don't really know. Because I came into being a true Beyonce fan pretty late in the game. It was after she performed Pretty Hurts on an award show. Oh, interesting. I know. So, and in fact, I, I like, did not know about you, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was kind of late in the game, so I kind of had to, like, go back and, like, re-listen and, like, re- like acquaint myself with her older stuff. I mean, I always, like, liked her and knew her, but I wasn't, like, I didn't, like, listen to every album as soon as it came out. Yeah, you would maybe know, like, the singles. Yeah. So makes sense. when I went back and listened to her album 4, which is maybe, no, it's not my favorite, but I really love it. That song is just one of my faves. Yeah, well, um, two of my top threes are on that album. Wow. And, like, just scrolling through it, it, I think, with one major exception, this is my favorite, too. It's probably, it's my number two. Yeah, I mean, of almost every single song is, like, a, it's like a no-skip album. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, well, what's your number two, then? Um, so my number two is on my favorite Beyonce album, Lemonade. Um, that Lemonade's like an experience and an album, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a complete game changer for culture and music. Um, I, so my, my favorite song on, off of Lemonade is All Night. I mean, same. It's my number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know why I just don't know that. <laughs> I don't know why either. But, but that just... song is truly the best song. Wow. I feel so close to you right now. <laughs> it is it is amazing. It's like 
the culmination of the full album, especially when you watch like the the I think it's considered a film. Yeah. Um, of Lemonade. Mm-hmm. It was just like so cathartic, and yet it's like this happy banger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it so much. I need to go back and watch Lemonade because I haven't watched it in a really long time. But it was also iconic because it came out, it was dropped on my birthday. Oh my gosh. So that was a very memorable birthday for me. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. What well, I'm present. glad we share that. The, our love for that number one song. Yeah. Seriously. That was unexpected, you know? I know. But what a happy surprise. Um, well, my number two. <laughs> so I went three, one, two. <laughs> um, but my number two song is also from Lemonade and it's Sorry. Mm. I just I mean all of Lemonade is perfect and I would be shocked to hear if that wasn't a Beyonce's fan number one album but I also would get it but um, it's just perfect and I love screaming out sorry and putting my middle fingers up you know mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow I mean, watching Black is King made me really want to watch Lemonade again, too. Yeah, same. And talking about it. Wow. It's so freaking good. Um, okay, my number one is End of Time. Mm. Which is Another also good on four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one is just like... All three of these really could qualify as my number one. For I feel like it just kind of depends on my actual mood. But... um. That one is just, like, you cannot help but just, like, go crazy when you hear it. Like, when it starts and it builds up and it has, like, kind of the marching band beat back in it. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Wow. I mean, I'm in a pretty deep Taylor listening phase right now, but this has inspired me to maybe switch it up with some Beyonce. I was just thinking that same thing. It's, whew. Because, yeah, I mean... I'm finally starting to like learn all the words to folklore after yeah, listening so to it I can, 70 like, times. <laughs> like dabble in some other songs now. Totally. I mean, it would work because you kind of need to get a little dancey a little bit. Folklore isn't as dancey. Mm-hmm. Um, Put in some dance breaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good idea. All right. Black is King. Disney Plus. Plus Beyonce equals beauty. That's my <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> agree. This <laughs> two out of two podcasters agree. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. <laughs> the small sample size, but it 100%. Um, I actually, so I only took two notes while I was watching it. One you was, couldn't look away. You would miss something. No, you can't look down. You can't look away. Yeah. yeah. Um, one is, can Beyonce make a million more visual albums, please? And the other one is, this is church. <laughs> <laughs> true and true. Yeah. And that's how I felt. One of the new, one of the notes that I took was, this makes the new Lion King worth it. Because the new Lion yes. King was such trash. Okay, did you did you ever actually see it? Yes, I did. Okay, 
Okay, because oh, <laughs> I was thinking a lot as I was watching this about how you were like that one day you were like, oh, we could go see the new Lion King, and I I refused to go. <laughs> <laughs> I I um I just had no interest. I thought it, even though I loved literally every person in the cast and I thought every casting was brilliant I when it came down to it I just didn't know if I could handle it you know I think they should have made everybody who watched Black as King have to watch Lion King first just so (laughs) that they could really appreciate it well that's what I was when I was watching it I was like wow they should have just like basically done this in place of yeah yeah because like the themes came through for me. Um, it wasn't like it was. It was both. A lot of parts were both subtle and really literal and obvious. Being in light, like the movie Lion King, you know. And um, but it was almost like we were watching kind of like a like a stage play of it or something. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. I did. I did feel like. Um... I would say one of my very small critiques is that the storyline did like at some parts it was extremely strong and other parts I was like, how, huh? And like a lot of like there was, there wasn't a really great balance of like Beyonce's storyline. And um, like it, it wasn't, it didn't tell a story in the way that Lemonade told a story. If that makes sense. That does make sense. I feel like... I, I do agree. I feel like... Because um, I when I say, like, the themes, like, the kind of overarching themes of Lion King, mm-hmm. those things were really clear. And certain yeah. scenes and certain songs were really easy to tell where in the story we were. Mm-hmm. But it is true that Beyonce herself, it's like, okay, at first I thought I was like, okay, she's Simba's mom. But then it was like, she kind of was more like a narrator... Mm-hmm. sort of presence but that wasn't really consistent and like it still worked I don't think that necessarily took away or like was that like con- so confusing that it made the whole thing not make sense or anything no but I kind of would have liked to see her play almost I would have almost rather her played like been kind of that narrator presence the whole time instead of like starting out thinking she's going to be like a character mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that but basically, every single shot in this is art. Every single shot is beauty. And every single shot is something that um, I would want to print and put on my walls. Yes. Like, um, the, the choreography, the costumes, ugh, the sets, just like the colors mm-hmm. that were used were so beautiful. Also, there were a lot of really beautiful florals, and I actually have been following the florist that did a, a, a lot of the florals on Instagram for a while. Oh my and, gosh! Um, it's at Bloom and Plume. If you want to follow, really following great. Right. Following right now. And there were also parts that were funny. Like there's a part where Beyonce like brushes her teeth, and I like laughed out loud. Oh my gosh, that part was awesome. <laughs> Especially because Beyonce doesn't really show a lot of like personality like that so it was fun to like see that side yes um something i said while we were watching it was what do you think beyonce thinks is funny Mm -hmm. like what kind of like comedies does she watch when she just wants to chill out 
Well, like there was that scene of her and Jay-Z eating TV dinners on the couch yep, and watching yep. TV. And I was like, yep. A, that's never happened. <laughs> B, like what kinds of things does she watch? So same. I'm really curious because there was, there were, there were funny moments like that, like visual gags. It was really, and it didn't come off as like forced at all. It was just like funny and natural. Yeah, totally. Um, I would say the most unnatural part was Jay-Z because like all he ever did was play chess in like a million different ways. And I thought that was weird. Yeah. Did you I, get that? Um, I feel like I was excited to see Jay-Z. But yeah, it was, I was like, too. And distracting. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, actually. he looked awesome. I feel like. It was more distracting than how, like, Blue Ivy always pops up. But, mm-hmm. like, Blue Ivy is such a mystery to me mm-hmm. that it's, like, it just, like, adds to kind of this, like, enigma of Beyonce. the Like, the Knowles Carters, basically. Um, Jay-Z, it was a little distracting when he showed up. Especially to have um, cameos from Jay-Z and Pharrell and then no other cameos. Well, I'll, like, of the of the other musicians on the album. I think there's I mean, a few. Like, Tierra Wack was in it, um, but there were some that were definitely missing, like Donald Glover and Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. which I can't believe Donald Glover wasn't in it, especially because he literally played Simba. Yeah, it was interesting. But then I guess, where, where do you draw the line? Like, you're going to have Seth Rogen in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> we did hear Billy Eichner's voice, which was, really yeah, cracked did. me up. That was interesting. But overall, I didn't I didn't mind that Jay-Z was there. Yeah. I felt the same way. I just was like, oh, where's Jay-Z going to be playing chess next? <laughs> <laughs> the human chessboard was so crazy. It was so cool. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, brown Skin Girl made me cry. It was so beautiful. And yeah. I loved that Lupita was in it. The moment she had with Kelly was so tender and precious i loved it yeah it was great also naomi campbell i yeah see those cameos to me were like um little diamonds but those were like so precious it was different to me than the jay-z cameo Mm -hmm. somehow yeah i think the jay-z cameo was like very expected yes um it made it feel like more like a typical music video i feel like Mm -hmm. instead of um this like uh like kind of surreal like musical film Mm -hmm. i mean again like it's not like it was it wasn't bad i was just like oh it like made it feel uh more grounded and less like ethereal that makes sense um i would say my favorite parts were i mean the whole thing but beyonce dancing is like the best thing ever yes so anytime she was dancing loved it and just every single outfit, I hope they put it in a museum. That is exactly what I said. I was like, okay, I want to see an exhibit of these outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, my roommate was like, wow, it's like we didn't get the Met Gala and now we have this instead. Wow, what a great observation. Right? Um, I started following, at post-watching, I started following... Um, the person who was in charge of all of the costumes. Her name is Zarina Akers. And great follow. 
Um, yeah, I need to follow her ASAP. Yeah. And she kind of like breaks down every single outfit. Very fascinating. Very great. I also stalked the um, co-director. He posted something interesting that said, shout out to all the collaborators who were a major support system and made this possible, even when we decided to do a full re-edit at the beginning of a pandemic. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Yes. Like, wow. I wonder what that first edit looked like, you know? I know. I'm sure it was still amazing, but if this is how it turned out, I mean, worth it, I guess? Yeah, it was worth it. Every It was like every, every new scene, even if you only saw it for like literally a second or two or something, it was like you'll gasp. Mm-hmm. I did it, audibly gasp like at least two or three times. Yes. There wasn't like... You didn't get a break. There was no, no. relief from yeah. being shocked by every outfit. Oh my Everything gosh. Everything was beautiful. So amazing. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page. I just feel like no one no one else can really do a visual like Beyonce. Yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I really think it's like she does an amazing obviously she can she can like her songs and her voice are amazing. Her dancing is amazing. Um, I've sadly never seen her live, but I know her tours are amazing. But I feel like the visual, these like musical visual albums are like her pinnacle to me almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it's just so epic and it's no one else is doing this and can do this. Like she can yeah. do it. No. So I really hope she keeps making these in the future. Um, I can't believe how... I mean, obviously, um, it is it is The Lion King, so Disney Plus got it. But it's like, wow, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was actually a question I was going to ask you. Did you feel watching it like there was any restrictions with that were placed because it was a Disney production? I don't know. I feel like I was kind of surprised... Um, that it really feels like Beyonce was allowed to put out the message that she wanted to. Yeah, it that's seems how I like felt too. to me. So I was really impressed, actually, that it's like I feel like a big majority of this, like it's not just the story of the Lion King. It's also like talking about how black people have been had to, like seen themselves as less than just because of Mm -hmm. how they've been treated but actually they're beautiful and they're like regal and royalty and like um like descended from like gods and deity and stuff and so I was like wow this is they didn't I don't feel like they to me they didn't it didn't seem like they pulled any punches you know for the sake of disnifying it Mm -hmm. which so I was pretty impressed by that I mean it would be interesting to hear the backstory if maybe there were there was more to it or something. Mm-hmm. But that's that was the impression that I got from it. Yeah, no, that's the impression I got from it too. I was just curious. Because, yeah, while I was watching it, I was like, honestly, I'm impressed. Like, there were just like a couple scenes where I was like, I could see there being like, Disney being like, uh, no, we can't have that. Which like, nothing was even really, nothing was even like risque or anything at all. But like, I was just impressed that it didn't feel like that 
That's all. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was um, dumbed down or watered down at all. Yeah. I felt the Me same neither. way. I mean, I know that my crush of the week is Beyonce, but I don't know about you. I would say I have two crushes. One is definitely Beyonce. My other one is that I actually binged the second season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. And so I have to I have to give props too to Natasha Demetrio, who plays Nadja. Love. She is so funny and so pretty. And um I just love that I feel like she is really the reason why the show stands out from the movie. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have any female vampires in the like of the main vampires in the movie and I feel like she like brings so much to the show and makes it really funny and good Mm -hmm. good how did you like it it was good it was funny it's only 10 episodes so it was really quick to binge it I forgot that the first season was short too yeah um yeah Yeah. I my only complaint is that Taika wasn't in it spoiler alert oh dang it but it's okay. He's busy. He's winning an Oscar, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. It was. It was. Re- I really. I really liked it. I. I uh, remembered that I really like this show. It's really just silly and funny. Made me wish yeah. it were Halloween. Yeah. Do I do I watch it now or do I save it for October? You know, I kind of wish I'd saved it. They kind of have waited this long. Might as well. Yeah, totally. It was like it popped up on my Hulu like higher than normal, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I better watch that." And I'm glad I did, but it was super Halloweeny because they get into a lot of other like kind of creatures, mm-hmm. and so it was it was really funny. But was yeah. Nick Kroll in this one? Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay, great. That he was, that hooked me. He's really funny. In it too. <laughs> I mean, he's funny in the first season, and he's funny again. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I I love these characters. They're hilarious. Okay. Well, I'll probably save it, and but I can't wait to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, Black is King, Disney Plus, watch it. It is maybe the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, you'll ever see. Yeah. And, yeah, it's totally worth your time. I would literally bet money on that you'll love it if you watch it (laughs) you heard it here first let jordan know if you've watched it and she'll venmo you a dollar (laughs) if you don't like it (laughs) that's what i mean (laughs) all right thank you for listening and goodbye bye